0: Alright guys, before we get started today, a big thank you to our partner Microsoft Surface celebrating 10 years of partnership with the NFL. As the official laptop, tablet, and sideline technology provider for the LA Chargers, Microsoft Surface provides players and coaches with the tools to succeed both on and off the field every day. Learn more about Surface at Surface.com. And welcome into the final drive, a playoff edition. We're taping this Monday afternoon it's been a winding road, but the Chargers end their regular season 10-7. and 7. They're going to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars on Saturday night on NBC. As always, joined by team reporter Haley Elwood and senior writer Eric Smith. And guys, we knew before the Chargers kicked off in Denver that they were the 5 seed. It was fun to watch that Tennessee-Jacksonville game because you kind of knew that one of those two teams were going to be the opponent here we go haley it's the jags and the chargers
1: got a week three rematch here on deck i actually saw a tweet i think correct me if i'm mistaken and i might look when i i get a chance i think every single one of these games this weekend is a rematch from the entire season eric shaking his or not yeah. his head so we're good so i think yeah, yeah which is crazy when you think about it we have a couple obviously the bengals and ravens are a divisional rivalry but every single one of these matchups, Bengals or i'm sorry bills and dolphins They've seen each other. They know some obviously a little more familiar than the Chargers and the Jags. But yeah, I know that there's a lot to cover. I'll just sort of, you know, lay out kind of the broad picture. And I'm sure we'll dive more into it. Obviously, week three was the ribs game. It was the game that everyone's on the field waiting for Justin Herbert. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? He did. The Chargers lost that game big time. That was not a great performance offensively, defensively. You can say a lot had to do with obviously maybe Justin Herbert coming back for that game after the the rib uh, cartilage injury in week two, to me, a bigger thing though, when I was kind of going back to this game was the fact that Corey Lindsley didn't play in it. And we know yep. that he is going to obviously play this weekend and be on the field with the chargers. And that to me is almost a bigger thing. Keenan didn't play. Obviously we know, but Mike was there in week three. To me, the Corey factor is huge because we have seen throughout this entire season what it's like when he's not in these games and what happens to this Chargers team. So I think just having that steady presence, getting maybe a second crack at it is going to be great. But I think this is going to be a really fun matchup. You know, we talked a lot all week and and pundits talked a lot about, oh, it's going to be the Saturday afternoon game because the AFC South always plays Saturday afternoon for the last like decade decade. Whatever it is, but you got the good flow game. As we mentioned, you got two really young, awesome quarterbacks in the AFC who are going to get the chance to go at it. And obviously I know it's never quarterback versus quarterback, but there was that other tweet, the stat that Patrick Mahomes is the oldest quarterback in the AFC in the playoffs at 27 years old, which is absolutely (laughs) insane when you think about it. So you have this young, new generation of quarterbacks, and this is just going to be a great matchup purely from that standpoint as well.
0: Yeah, you go back to that matchup thirty eight ten, and you mentioned it. I think Corey Lindsley was the biggest. That combination with Justin, his first game back after broken rib cartilage. You know, we didn't even know if he was going to play in that football game. And then you mentioned Keenan not playing. That's the game where Joey Bosa goes out. Rashawn Slater goes out for the season. Uh, so this Chargers team, I remember Austin Eckler said yesterday, he's like, I don't think I ran for a yard in that game. It, it was just <laughs> – uh, it was one of those games in September where um, they were just out of sync, uh, they were injured, and now, Eric, an opportunity to get a little revenge.
2: Yeah, someone else who got injured, uh, Jalen Guyton. That's the game that he tore his ACL. I mean, yeah. like just the plethora, right, of, of injury that the Chargers endured in that game. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, it's weird, though, because, like, I, I know we're all going to look back at that game and analyze it, but to me, it, it feels like that game was, like, five years ago. Like, it really does. And, it, like, I think the Chargers are a much different team than they were. I think Jacksonville, even then, are a much different team than than they were back then, too. Because after the Jags won that game, they were 2-1, and one, and everyone thought, oh, man, they're, like, on the upswing here. Then they lost five in a row. And then they obviously rallied late, you know, to win, the afc south and obviously a five-game win streak to, to, to end the season um i just think it's a, it's a new season I, I, I think that's like my biggest thought and takeaway right now on on monday afternoon is i'm sure we're gonna like i said we're gonna look back and there's stuff to take from that game for sure um like one thing will i want to look at is like how fast did trevor lawrence get rid of the ball because i know like it seems like his time to release was just like a second and a half it, it felt like it was right but I just think like overall, both teams are just so different. Um, it's a it's a new it's a new year. Like you know, like the playoffs are such a different like animal. Like you just kind of start fresh. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited. I think like Haley said, I think it's going to be a great game. Like two young, like fun quarterbacks. Two young, like fun teams. Um, but I'm not really putting much in, into Week Three. To me, that was like a long, long time ago. Yeah. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk about the Chargers and and the starters playing
0: a a majority of of Week 18. They lose that game to Denver. I I think the the good news that we took from Brandon Staley's press conference today is that it was a a back contusion for Mike Williams. And he is expected to practice this week, which Haley is uh, paramount for this team. I mean, we see what Mike means to this offense, what he's done during this winning streak. Um, He means just about everything to, to what they do as far as uh, the, the passing game is concerned. It was good to see Keenan, and Keenan said he needed the time. He needed the reps in week 18. Uh, he had a pair of touchdowns, and the fact that he's only played, he said, six or seven games, it was good for him to, to get a full game in. Um, but but I, I look at the defense, and so, so many good vibes going into that Denver game, um, they gave up some big plays, uh, to Russell Wilson and company with the majority of the starters out there. So uh, I wonder if they can take some, some things from that week 18 loss and apply it to, you know, to this upcoming week versus Jacksonville, also recognizing that, you know, Trevor Lawrence kind of had his way with his secondary in week three.
1: He really did. And, um, that was something too. I mean, you mentioned the big chunk plays that they gave up against against Denver, but they also gave up 205 on the ground and had been doing a really great job, sort of containing the run to a, a certain extent, and just got gashed at that point. Um, I do think uh, I, I do think this this defense, though, in many ways, is very different. And whatever you want to say about Week 18, it happened. It's in the books. It's done. I think, to Eric's point, this is a new sort of chapter, a new sort of era if you will of the 2022 season as it extends into 2023 and I think yeah you know there's some things that you certainly have to clean up I you know even offensively there's some things that you have to clean up but I think you know this is kind of the time that you put everything that's happened in the past behind you and and you kind of just move forward it's funny I was I filmed something at the facility today I was driving back home and I was listening to Sirius XM NFL radio and our good buddy Rayshawn Jenkins was on Mm -hmm. and they asked him about (laughs) excuse me they asked him about this game and going back to week three. And, and he said, he's like, you know, part of me almost thinks that in week three, the chargers may have underestimated us as the Jaguars just a little bit. And maybe that is true at that point. These are not your same old Jags though, as we have now learned and defensively on their side of the ball, they really won that game for the team against the Tennessee Titans just a couple weeks ago. So, um, Ray Sean did mention, he goes, honestly, like we had our way with them, but he's like, something tells me this game is going to come down to the wire. And, The three of us will sit here on this, on this chat, on this call and probably say, yeah, that's likely going to happen that, that this is probably going to be a tough one on all sides. But, but yeah, I think that, um, (laughs) excuse me again, you've seen now an entire season of Trevor Lawrence and what he's been able to do in this second year with Doug Peterson and just the phenomenal leaps and bounds that he took defensively you know I think back to what Brandon Staley said last week about guys like Kyle Van Noy Morgan Fox they're just more comfortable now having been through this Chargers defensive system so will that maybe even now will they maybe sort of I don't know if I necessarily want to call it a revenge game if you will but maybe sort of correct some things that went wrong in that week week three match to hopefully flip the script and end up on the other side of it this week
0: Eric I I look at turnovers and and I feel like You could point to that almost every game as a deciding factor. But when I see the Chargers fumble the ball a couple of times against Denver, um, that can't happen in the postseason. And on the other side, I look at a guy like Trevor Lawrence. um, He's had some fumbles throughout the course of this season. You get Joey Bosa back. You have Khalil Mack, two of the best strip sack artists in football. Um, Turnovers could decide this game. And I just wonder if Joey and Khalil – can get to Trevor before he gets the ball out of his hands so quickly. Um, that could be something that that
2: potentially could decide this game. Frankly, yeah, for sure. And I think, like, I think we saw flashes from from Joey yesterday in Denver. It seems like he's starting to kind of get his groove back. I know he didn't play a ton, but um, you know, to me, he had like a little bit more like pass rushing juice than I saw the week before. Yeah, so if he can continue to grow, that that's great. And him and Khalil teaming up together, I, I think we're still kind of waiting. I mean, we saw it like week one, week two. We're still kind of waiting for those two to really, like, connect and really, like, bring it together, and, and I think they can. Um, but it's funny you mentioned turnovers. I mean, Brandon Daly talked about that earlier this afternoon too, um, just how, like, taking care of the ball is paramount in a regular season game. Yeah, you can't even overstate it in a playoff game because one fumble and that could be the the difference between a winner or a loss. Um, after he said that, I went and looked up where the Chargers finished uh, overall, and they were tied for seventh with a with a plus five uh, turnover margin. Uh, the team they tied with is Jacksonville, of course, um, which is, kind of makes for a fun little side note going into the game because um, both teams were relatively good at, at protecting the ball. You are right about. The fumbles, though, because I th- I can't. I think Jacksonville had 13 fumbles lost this year. I don't know how many Lawrence, you know, how how many of those that Lawrence had, but yeah, you're right. If they can get one, right, that's all it takes. Just get one strip sack on him. Get the ball, you know, at the 30 yard line. Get it in good good field position. As we know, right, that that could be the difference between a win or a loss. And then
0: you, you wonder how much experience factors into these games haley obviously doug peterson's won a super bowl this will be brandon saley's first time in the playoffs as a head coach uh but then you look at some of the the chargers players i mean we were here in 2018 when derwin was a rookie keenan was out there joey was out there austin was out there um and a, and a couple other guys and then i i think about the players that were brought in this off season. the sebastian joseph days the morgan foxes the kyle van Noy's with that championship caliber experience Uh, And you wonder, will that factor in at all? I mean, we've seen Kyle Van Noy really every single week during uh, the last five games where they've won four of these last five have some sort of impact play, whether it's a a strip sack or an interception or just just a big tackle for lost. He's been everywhere. And I, I would expect that to continue this Saturday.
1: Yeah, I would too. And it's funny, I'm going back to week three right now. The Chargers defense had no sacks on Trevor Lawrence in that game. Mm. So that obviously also needs to change to just have an impact and be able to affect him. I absolutely think that 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 sort of dominance will continue. I mean, we heard a lot in the offseason about bringing in guys who have championship pedigrees and it not being a you know, it's not a coincidence. Like it was, it was deliberate and it was bringing in guys who have that experience and who have been there before and know what it's like. It is funny though, because I think today, Brian Dable from the giants said experiences or uh, experience is overrated. It's about how you prepare, and sure, there's probably something to that too. And mm-hmm. and I think that's something that Jacksonville's talking about. In that same Rayshon interview, he talked about how they are an extremely young team. I think he said he's one of the oldest guys on there with six years experience, which is crazy to think that you know six like six years gets you to be like sort of the top of the food chain there in Jacksonville because they are just so young. But they've got a lot of playmakers. I mean, they've had a bajillion first round, first overall picks, if you will, to to get that team to where he needs to be now. But I think some of these guys, I think you'll see that leadership. I think, and I think you've seen it sort of step up over the last couple of weeks with the emergence of Kyle Van Noy with what Morgan Fox has done. He's had Super Bowl experience before playing with the Rams back in the 20. What is that? The 18 after the 18 season. Um, so I think, Excuse me. I absolutely think that you will see that. And I think that's what you need, especially to guide some of these guys along. Even someone, again, like Corey Lindsley, who didn't play in the Super Bowl necessarily, but has playoff experience to help guide someone like Justin Herbert, even through that experience of getting to now this new phase of football, which, again, it's just a game. We know that. But the magnitude of it is much, much larger, and the stakes are obviously much higher.
0: Eric, I don't want to get too far into it yesterday's game and in the results and the stats but you know the Chargers didn't run the ball particularly well against the broncos I'm, I'm just pulling up the stats from this uh from this game against the jags on the ground 12 for 26 austin eckler four carries five yards joshua kelly one for negative three deandre carter one for negative five sony michelle was the leading rusher five for 22 so when you average 2.2 yards a pop on the ground that will not get it done. We've seen the Chargers uh, in the running game, especially in the red zone, uh, kind of come to life here in December and into January. And and Austin knows that he's going to have to have a pretty big game for the Chargers to win on Saturday.
2: Yeah, and that's why I kind of said earlier, like I'm, you can. There's stuff to to take away from Week Three, but it's so long ago that I think that you can't really like focus too much on that. Um, I mean, one thing to take away is that the Chargers could not run the ball and. Austin Eckler, I mean, he talked about that last night in the locker room in Denver. He said he had no rushing yards. So, I mean, you you have to give him some credit. He had, what, five? (laughs) He had five, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, But, yeah, that's not much. I mean, I think that's the game where we had some turnovers early. We got down early, and we really just didn't run the ball hardly at all in the second half. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the Chargers have shown a little bit more pop running the ball in the last, like, four or five weeks. Um, you know, and we've talked a lot on this podcast about the, just the balance that that offers. If it, like we said, we don't expect the run game to go for 200 yards. But, you know, 80 to 100 yards or so, like 110 yards, um, that just provides a little bit of pressure off of off of Herbert and provides more balanced t- attack. Um, we'll have to see if they can do it because one thing that I came away impressed with Saturday night, watching the Jags and Titans, was that, the Jags' run defense looked pretty good against Derrick Henry. It seems like he was getting hit before or or at the line of scrimmage a lot. Um, so that's definitely a, a key storyline for, for Saturday night. Looking at these stats, too, James Robinson isn't on this ball club
0: anymore yeah. either. He had 17 for 100 and a 50-yard touchdown. ETN's kind of been the, the, their bell cow, and they're a much different team than they were in September. But I can't help but uh, – think about when when that game started we weren't sure Haley if Justin was even gonna play in the game we had we had no idea we thought it was gonna be Chase Daniel frankly Um, it it was a a Thursday night game against Kansas City where Justin hurt his ribs Corey went out in that second half Um, so you're not not only is Justin playing probably when he was probably hurt at its peak in in the season but he's doing it without his all-pro center like you said and no Keenan Allen so these I think these 17 game seasons have really revealed that they're just, they're way too long, right? It can, like, <laughs> they're way too can, long. You could be like two or three iterations of yourself in, in a season, right? And, you know, the Chargers, I think, really found themselves defensively. Um, I, I loved what I saw that, that first drive of, mm-hmm. of the game, uh, marching down the field in less than four minutes, touchdown to Keenan uh, in Denver. So I think the offense has kind of found its rhythm with, with Mike and Keenan on the field at the same time.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's funny because I went back and looked at week three too, because I wanted to see with no Keenan Allen, what was Mike Williams impact in that game? He had one reception for 15 yards. It was a touchdown, but it was really the, uh, the Joshua Palmer, Jalen Guyton show. And obviously we mentioned Eric mentioned that the Guyton had gotten hurt in that game, but, um, you know, I think that that one stat that the Chargers had six receivers hit 500 yards this year was just crazy, making them the second team in, in NFL history to do so. Because you've seen the general complement of what Justin Herbert has had to do this entire year with guys out, guys in. Oh, these two are out. All right, Palmer and Carter, like you're up, and to spread it that evenly, essentially, and have all those guys hit that. Is just bananas to an extent. I do think though, and we said this last week in the Rams game, Mike Williams, man, he is just the straw that stirs the drink on this chargers offense. And he just really adds another dimension with the contested catches and his impact cannot be overstated. And so we mentioned, we get the good news today, essentially that he should be back in practice this week. The indication Staley said is that he would play on Saturday against the Jaguars, but you know, Is he 100%? How healthy is he? He's just such a huge, huge, huge difference maker. And I think when obviously you have the tandem, you get that extra element on this offense and in this passing game. And so that is just something that it's really hard to defend. You know, we talk about Mike Williams all the time. His contested catches, they're not 50-50s. They're usually 80-20s because he just finds this way to not only make the catch, but get both feet inbounds, do these crazy things. You know, that Rams game, Chris, you were like, hello, hi, you had two of these. <laughs> like, and they were insane. <laughs> so um, so I think offensively, yeah, they they have been able to find their groove. You know, will they be able to kind of take it to this next level this week when it really matters? Because now it's win or go home.
0: 100%. And, and it would be pure speculation to know, you know, what Mike's going to look like on Saturday. Uh, you hope he's full go along with Keenan. But, Eric, one of the things I think we, we've started to see in December is Justin leaning on the tight end a little bit more, whether it be in the red zone with Gerald or. Uh, kind of a big play from Donald here or there. Uh, the, the tight ends could maybe be the sneaky X factor in this game uh, when you consider all the weapons that Justin has at his disposal. And let's say, you know, let's say Mike may not be 100%. You hope that he is, but it but if he's not, you have two big tight ends that you can get the ball to.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great point and we've sort of hit on this a little bit before um on the podcast is when you get to the playoffs the other team is going to like try to lock down your best guys. Right. And for us, that's Keenan, Mike and Austin. Um, we thought, you know, Mike, like you said, one catch in week three, Keenan didn't play. They shut down Austin in the run game. They're going to try to, try to do that, do that, do that again. So the, the way you counter that you need other people to step up, you know, the chargers have talked all year long about how they like the depth, you know, and, and the guys that can step up in a pinch and, and get the job done you're going to need that in the playoff because you know, so after so many games this year, how many times did we hear Brandon daily say it took everybody in this locker room to win Ev- everybody, you know, from one to 53 to, and, and that's what it takes. And, and that's what you're going to have to do in the playoffs. Like I'm not saying Gerald ever needs to go out and have 10 catches for one fifty and three scores, but like, you know, 50, 60 receiving yards, a couple of first downs, just like keep the offense on the field. You, you, you have to do it. Um, you know, Gerald is another guy. I think he has some good playoff experience uh, with, with the Rams. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think Parham is starting to come on a little bit. Um, you know, we saw that, that big play, his uh, touchdown, obviously, against the Rams. But he had that nice diving catch yesterday. So, again, no one's asking these guys to, to carry the offense. You know, it's sort of an, like an all-hands-on-deck approach. Um, that certainly what the Chargers are going to need. Haley, they're five and four
0: on the road this year, and they had some tough contests too. You know, you had a three point game in Kansas City. You have the the close defeat to the Forty Nine ers, really, really shorthanded. Um, but do, do you think that the the experience that they've kind of garnered here during the season on the road can, can help them against a Jacksonville team that is? much younger than the Chargers, frankly, right? You know, they, they get into this. I'm, I'm not saying they're just happy to be here because, you know, they're going to want to win and, <laughs> and advance here. But, like, this is a team that, you know, we looked at in October. Tennessee was running away with this division, and it was not even close. I mean, for, for Jacksonville just to be in this position right now is remarkable. So, so I, I wonder if the Chargers can a, kind of use some of the experience that they've got from the road this year and, and apply this head-on, on Saturday night.
1: Are you going to make me go Melvin Ingram on you right now and bust out an ASAP, a- any squad, any place from,
0: <laughs> please do it, do it exactly like Melvin did it too.
1: Oh no, 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 I cannot. That number 54 is, is him for a reason. And, and shout out to Melvin Ingram also in the playoffs. Congratulations, Mel with the Miami dolphins. Um, there you go. yeah, I think, uh, I, I think, I think this team had, you know, I, I make the joke, but it's kind of true. And it's sort of an identity that they've, they formed even a, a few years ago to an extent, you know, just going on the road, attacking it, doing what you can. I do think though that Jacksonville game looked really freaking fun against the Titans. And I think that environment, I think putting it at night, uh, Jacksonville's a wild place. We've been there before. It's, it's just are pools. There's a lot of things that have ha- mascots. <laughs> My guy, Jackson DeVille. Um, But I expect a really, really great atmosphere. And I think it's one that the Chargers will be ready for. But I do agree with you. I think it's one that the Jaguars are going to be ready for. They feel that they have earned this. And they did. They got the win to get here. And I think when you talk about veteran leadership and you talk about experience, their head coach, Doug Peterson, he's not going to just let this team kind of like lay down and be like, yay, we made it to the dance. All right, good. On to 2023. I do expect it to be a fight. But I do think that the Chargers experience of playing some really, really tough road games will come into it. You know, it's an interesting travel schedule, though. The fact that you're going to leave on a Friday, you're going to head out there for a Saturday game that's at, what, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time? That is, I mean, hey, at least you're not playing like the early game, which is essentially, I mean, that's just so early in that regard. But you know that's like a long kind of hurry up and wait sort of situation. And I know Brandon Staley talked about the preparation in this week and sort of getting guys acclimated to a schedule because I think that is going to be huge too. But this team has never sort of let East Coast trips long distance trips, and they haven't had a ton of them this year, but they've never used that as an excuse. So I think it'll be um I think it'll be really interesting. but I do expect a really fun, fun environment, fun game out there
2: chris one yeah. one quick note um, about East Coast. So I think I looked it up. We've had three uh, Eastern time zone games this year with Atlanta, Indy, and Cleveland, and we're 3-0, and so just a, a note. There you go. They they, they could be 4-0 uh,
0: at around midnight on Saturday, potentially, <laughs> and that would lead to the divisional playoffs, which would be a whole other conversation that we're not quite prepared to talk about yet, but <laughs> –
1: we're not looking ahead. We're not going to look ahead, guys. No,
0: yay. Hey, we're not looking ahead here. But I, I will ask Kaylee for her Doppler 3000. Do we have a weather update in Jacksonville?
1: We do. As of right now, it is a high, you know, a little, little chilly. little chilly for, uh, what is this, North Florida? I, yeah. I'm not good at geography, guys. Um, yeah, Florida-Georgia line there. If That's that area. Uh, oh, shoot. I just lost it. I think it's a high of 54 and a low of 35. So that is actually a little cool. It's a little chilly. It. The pool, the pool will be covered.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: not. That, don't get me wrong. There's probably going to be some people in the pool. Maybe Jackson Deville will also get in the pool. But um, little chilly. But uh, hey, you know, good experience. Anything that can. I know Brandon Staley was not on the uh, the weather train in regards to the Denver game and playing in the cold. I get it. It's a game. You just got to play. But you know, hey. It's not. there's no rain on the schedule, and that could, in Florida, that could obviously impact a lot as well.
0: We're obviously going to know so much more throughout the week with updates at practice and, and pressers with Coach Staley and, and the coordinators and, and some of the players in the locker room. But uh, we can look ahead a little bit. I, I'll, I'll put you guys on the spot. Maybe just a, a player, Eric, that you think could have an impact on this game that that isn't your your typical uh, Derwin, Justin,
2: mike type player yeah that's a good question um you know from what i saw saturday night in the jag titans it looks like the jacksonville edge rushers looked really good coming off the edge both run and pass so i'm gonna pick jamari sawyer um i think he's we've talked about him he's kind of been an underrated guy all year um you know maybe think of where the chargers would be if he hadn't played as well they might they frankly might not be in the playoffs really um, so I'm going to keep my eye on him, and one thing with him, uh, we'll, we'll, as we say this on the day where Georgia's trying to go back-to-back, I don't think he will be phased at all by the playoffs, right, because he has played in huge games in college. Um, I think he'll, he'll use that experience well. He hasn't been phased all year, right, being thrown into the starting left tackle, trying to protect Justin. So, um, yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on Jamari, and I uh, hope he continues a great rookie year. He may have some. Uh, he may have some plays against his uh, his old teammate Trayvon Walker
0: potentially. Right? Yeah. Haley, what about you? A- anybody either on offense or defense that isn't that all pro, premium, Pro Bowl type player we always talk about?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Michael Davis. I mentioned him last week too. He had a really That's nice pass defense in the the Denver game, and I think when you look at the Jacksonville receiving core, Christian Kirk in that season finale, he had you know, six receptions for 99 yards and a touchdown. He really, I mean, he came alive in that game. And I think there are other receivers, a Jones, Marvin Jones, Jr. There's a lot to go around when you look at that group right there. And I think Michael Davis, obviously he, I mean, I I can't remember. I don't know if he started in that game necessarily, but he certainly started, you know, when he, when he fell into that role after JC Jackson got injured midway through the season or so he's really come along. And, and I said this last week and I'll say it again, he talked a lot about just really kind of focusing this year and really sort of honing in and, and being again, more comfortable in this scheme, which we've heard a lot of guys talk about is not necessarily the easiest defensive scheme to learn, but once you're sort of cerebral cerebral with it, it definitely seems to come to you. So I think he's been playing some really good football football as of late and the secondary is going to need to shore some things up if they want to have a chance and, and play better this week too
0: man it's gonna be fun I'll tell you this NBC loves the Chargers
1: they, they love the Chargers Man, it's their fourth
0: NBC game seventh primetime game this season you know counting counting the six games in the regular season so uh, a, a battle of two young quarterbacks a lot of fun storylines that we covered a we covered a bunch of them Here, But they will all continue to unfold uh, as this week progresses. Guys, always fun. We'll do it again uh, next Monday on The Final Drive. Uh, Give us uh, maybe 24 hours to take a breath uh, either which way on Sunday because we'll have that day off and get into it on Monday morning. So for for Haley Elwood and Eric Smith, I'm Chris Harey. This has been The Final Drive.